Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 409 and session number 126 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday. We're going to do it again today. I'm super excited, actually, to be here today. I don't know why. I just am because I get to kind of hang out with you and answer some of these questions, and there's some good questions coming today as well. Um, Actually, one of the questions is kind of related to a question we talked about on the last episode, which was episode 408 that I did with Chris Schaefer of this this big news, this Amazon update of their backend keywords where they limited the amount of characters, or actually we went back to the way it used to be. So that would definitely be one you're going to want to listen to if you have any any concerns or or even if you just want to get up to date on keyword uh, or keyword placement in the back end and uh, limitations and all that stuff. We go through all of that stuff. But today we're going to talk a little bit about keyword ranking frustration uh, and and really like how you need to understand keyword ranking, but then also what happens when you are going after garlic press and then there's other things that are coming up for garlic press that might not be a garlic press. So let's talk about that. That's what we're going to do. We're also going to talk about pricing during a launch and we're also going to talk about advantages of brand awareness. All right. So those are the topics we're going to talk about today. Now, before we do, I always need to give you guys my weekly message, which we're going to get to in a second. But I do want to remind you, if you want to ask a question here on an upcoming Ask Scott session, just head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, leave your first name, maybe where you're tuning in from, and then a brief question, and I'll do my best to air it here on an upcoming episode, all right? And that would be awesome, so definitely do that. And the show notes can be found, as always, at this episode, which will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 409, all right? So uh, you can go grab those links and all that good stuff over there. Now, the message of the week, what is that? Well, I actually recently wrote an email about this. I was actually having a cup of coffee on the deck with uh, with my wife and actually a couple of friends that were visiting, a longtime friend. Uh, you guys may have met him at uh, one of our TAS events. We call him Jimmy the Shark. And uh, he's the guy that roams around with the microphone at our events and really captures your story. And uh, really awesome guy. He's actually a long uh, friend of mine, a long not lost, but a, a long time friend of mine. I almost said long lost friend. No, a long time friend. I uh, actually worked in construction with him for probably close to 10 years. Um, grew up with him. Uh, one of my best friends, still a best friend after all these years. And uh, him and his wife uh, came out and we visited and we had some really good conversations. Uh, we talked a little bit about business and uh, a couple of things that they're working on in their own businesses. And uh And yeah, we just, we're talking about this, like people making excuses and getting stuck and and not really knowing what to do next. So I wrote an email all about stop making excuses and follow the plan. Darn it. (laughs) Because that's really what it's about. Like, you know, you've probably heard the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. If you haven't heard that, you just did. And what that basically means is that, uh, well, I can show you the way, but you actually have to do the work. You actually have to get in the game, as we talked about before, right? You can't get in the game if you don't decide to just start. And you guys have heard me always do the hashtag just start or hashtag take action because something amazing happens when we do stuff. (laughs) Things actually happen. And these aren't always positive things, but they're things that help us learn. They help us grow. 
They help us understand what we need to do next. They also allow us to ask the next question. And I've said that before, probably in an Ask God session where questions are so powerful. You do something, it has a certain result, and you ask yourself, how do I do X, right? How do I get more traffic? Well, I build a list. Okay, so you start building a list. You go through that training that I've done for you guys for free. Again, following the plan. If, you are, uh, if you're in the, the, the midst of trying to grow an email list, well, you're going to be in that, in that uh, chunk of learning, right? You're going to be listening and you're going to be learning and you're going to be digesting and then you're going to start to take action. And then the next thing that's going to happen is you're going to see the results and you're going to be like, well, Scott, I'm doing this. And I'm getting results, but they're not that good of results. They're, you know, the traffic's coming in, but my offer's not converting that well, so I'm not getting that many emails. All right, so let's ask the question. Why are people not opting in or entering their their email address to get this prize? Is the prize worth it? Is the prize valuable? Or maybe the next question is, am I targeting the right people? So those are things that now you're going to be able to ask yourself that you wouldn't have been able to ask until you actually started to get a result. You see what I'm saying? Does it make sense? All right. So it just always comes down to, you know, people making excuses because number one, they don't want to get started. I mean, mentally they're blocked. They don't want to get started because they don't want a result that would be a negative result, right? So we're, we're trying to only have positive things happen and I get it, but we have to have something happen in order to make a decision on what to do next. So my message here for this week, and it was last week and the week before, uh, I don't think it was on Ask Scott, but I actually sent an email out about this because so I was having this conversation with my friends and with my wife on the back deck, uh, just really just talking about just this in general and how people are just making excuses and they're not following the plan. And the plan, like I said, depending on where you are, and that's another thing that I've said in the past, right? Just in time learning. So just learn what you need to learn now. Don't worry about learning about uh, maybe traffic if you're not launched, if you haven't launched a product yet, right? We have to go back to then how do we pick a product? Well, let's focus on that. Let's learn that. Let's go through that process, all right? And then we get to the launch phase, all right? So uh, if you guys don't know the plan or if you're saying like, Scott, you know what? This plan that you're saying, it's like on a whole bunch of different episodes and you're right. I, I, I've talked about this n- numerous times, tons of times. Uh, that's why I do a workshop. And you guys have may have you may have attended one of my workshops. Maybe you haven't. Um, but if you want to register for an upcoming workshop, I'll let you know how to how to do that. And that would be by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Nothing to buy, just free resources right there of me on a workshop and Chris Schaefer teaching you and condensing the process, the plan in like 60 to 90 minutes. The other place would be just go to our blog, theamazingseller.com. Search what you're you're going through right now. What are what are you what are you going through? Sourcing, launching, pre-launch, optimization, it's all there. And then the Facebook group. Need to connect with people? It's over there. TAS of the Facebook group, theamazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy. If you guys are longtime listeners, you guys know the resources are there. That's not the problem. Okay. The issue is, is a mental barrier that we have to bust through and we have to get started. We have to just start. We have to take action and we have to get a result so we can make the next move. All right. So there it is. There is my weekly message, my little weekly rant that was actually, it felt kind of good because I had this conversation with my friends, with my wife, and, uh, and, and really it's just about how can I help more people bust through this barrier? 
and hopefully this message will connect with you and it'll allow you to do that. And it's funny, I, I put out a, uh, a post uh, where I wanted people to tell me their story since listening to the podcast and uh, they've been doing that. Over 130 people have already done that. And uh, it's just really awesome to be able to read where people are, what's resonating with people. And one of the main threads is, Scott, you're, you're consistently telling me and reminding me to take action. You're also reminding me that it's a process and it's going to take time and it's going to take doing stuff that might not work right away, but continuing to grow, right? All of those things. And that allows me to know that those things are what really are impacting you and I got to keep that stuff coming. So that's why I wanted to do that today. Um, if you guys want to tell me your story, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash story. If you just want to read other people's stories for inspiration, for motivation, head over there, check it out, and uh, I would love to hear your story over there. All right, so with that all being said, which was a mouthful, but uh, you guys know I get on a little bit of a rant every now and then, Uh, so what I want to do now is I want to uh, start today's session and really dive into today's first question. So what do you say? Let's do that. Let's go ahead and listen to today's first question, and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, my name is Erin. Uh, firstly, thank you for all you do for this community and all the information you give to us. I sell in a category with low competition for my product. So my question is about search results for my main keyword. Let's say I am selling a garlic press and I search for garlic press. Multiple products on the first page are actually not garlic presses. They're garlic keepers or garlic powder, for example. I am on the first page in results but my position fluctuates and sometimes these items rank above my product. My concern is somebody is searching for a garlic press and they would stop scrolling after they see a couple items that aren't garlic presses, maybe thinking that they, they must not be any in stock or Amazon must not sell them. Can you explain what's happening here and if there's anything I can do? I am running PPC for this keyword. Um, it's obviously a bad user experience if someone is searching for a garlic press and they aren't finding garlic presses. Um, so I've actually even wondered about reporting these listings to Amazon, but I don't even know if they are doing anything in violation or if that's kosher. Uh, I appreciate any uh, insight or advice you have. Thanks. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for the question. And this is a good question. I like this one a lot. Uh, number one, uh, if you are coming up for a search result for garlic press, and if it is exactly what people are searching for and they're not coming up, it's probably because garlic press or this thing that they're searching for is related to a garlic press. They probably have garlic press optimized in their listing. And from there, they are taking over because of sales. Now, a lot of times this will happen with a lower priced item that is getting more sales. So for example, if you have a garlic bag which houses garlic press, right? Or I'm sorry, garlic for a garlic press. They may be ranking for garlic press because it's related to a garlic bag and they are optimized for both keywords and they're getting a ton of sales. So my question to you would be, are they getting a ton of sales and is their price point really, really low? Okay, and if that's the case, number one, I really wouldn't worry that if someone is searching for a garlic press and they come there and they see that, because maybe then what you need to, to do and what you need to think about, and this is something similar that, that's happening to us in one of our products in our new brand, is where there's a two, uh, you know, a two-part keyword, right? There's garlic press, okay? What you, we needed to do and what we like to do is add 
another keyword or another word there that will narrow it down so that way there when they do search for your product, it's gonna be exactly what they are doing. So stainless steel garlic press would probably then narrow the results down, less, less searches or maybe less pages that you're competing with because yours is stainless steel and the garlic bag won't have stainless steel in it. Maybe, maybe it will, but for the most part, it probably won't. The other thing is, is we need to get your sales up so then you can take over those other spots that are beating you. But I would probably guess that the garlic bag that is outranking you, still people are going to scroll to see if they can find yours, okay? Because they are looking for a garlic press, but they see a garlic bag, nah, that's not me. Garlic bag, nah, that's not me. And they're gonna keep scrolling down. And if you're not on the first page and there's not a garlic press there, then I would say yes, they're gonna probably say, oh, Amazon doesn't sell this or they're out of stock of this thing. But if you're on first page, that's a great opportunity for you because if someone is searching for a garlic press and they're finding garlic bags and then all of a sudden a garlic press pops up and you have a good product and a good image and a good listing, then you're there all by yourself. So I don't see that as being a huge problem. The other thing is I would be running pay-per-click for that keyword. So this way here, I'm definitely going to be on page one. And again, if all that's showing up is garlic bags, garlic powders, all of these things, I'm gonna be able to show up in the pay-per-click search as well, all right? So I would make sure that you're optimized well. Um, I would make sure that I'm also going after more long tail keywords, not just the, the, the standard garlic press. Because again, if I go for after garlic press and there's a whole bunch of different kinds of garlic presses and garlic press you know, adapters and garlic press powders and garlic, all of this stuff, I want to be a little bit more narrowed down, a little bit more niche down. And, and I want to go after, like I said, a keyword that I can add to it, either the front end or the back end of it. And that's what we call long tail. The other thing I would probably do is look through your pay-per-click report and see what, what uh, impressions are happening either in auto campaign or maybe keywords that you're already targeting in your manual campaign. And then this way here, you can see the exact searches that people are searching for that are finding yours. And you may be surprised. You may find a keyword in there or a search term in there rather uh, that is, is uh, not one that you're currently really going after. And then the last thing is, is sales is going to make this problem go away. Meaning the more sales you can drive through your listing, the higher you will rank on that page for even that main generic keyword. So I would be just focusing on that. I'd be focusing on how do I get more sales, you know, whether it's a discount uh, to my list, whether it uh, maybe it's uh, finding influencers that can that can uh, use my product and then boost my sales that way. Whether it's really going aggressive on pay per click for a time for a short time, uh, you know. So these are some different strategies that I would be doing to try to rank for that. But I would also be thinking outside of that and finding keywords, long tail keywords that people could be searching for. That when that comes up, it's a total match. All right, so. Hopefully this has helped you or anyone else that is, is uh, falling into this, into this problem. But again, sometimes, and I think this is probably happening, is if you're looking for a garlic powder, it may be a $5 product, but a garlic press might be a $19 product. The $5 one, then when people are finding it because they're searching for a garlic powder, is going to also help them rank for garlic press because they're optimized for garlic press. So that's sometimes a little bit harder to deal with, but... 
what I just explained to you as far as how to do this, sales, pay-per-click, you know, really allowing you, you to, to, to get more, uh, I guess, recognition from Amazon because sales is going to make that happen. But then I would also go after those longer tail keywords. All right. So good luck to you. Keep me posted and let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. My name is Esteban. I'm from Michigan. I was looking for some advice on a product that I'll be launching in about a month. There are a few other sellers in the market that I'll be getting into. Uh, my biggest competitor for this product has 70 reviews. When I enter the market with my improved product, should I set my price right at the break even point to gain more traction? And uh, what is a good indicator that I should increase my pr- price back to retail? Hey, Esteban, thank you so much for the question and congratulations on getting ready to launch your product. And 70 reviews as one of your top competitors, that's awesome. That's amazing. That should do really, really well for you. So these are some good questions. And, you know, there's not really an exact, you know, like this is exactly what you need to do. You're going to have to experiment a little bit. Uh, The first thing that you're probably going to want to do right out of the gate is, yes, you're going to want to probably lower your price a little bit under what you're going to be selling it for for retail. And then from there, you're going to want to you're going to want to start with your pay per click. Now, if you do that and you instantly are getting sales out of the gate, that's a good sign. That means that, that the reviews are not really a driver in your sales. But with that being said, you know, you may have to drop it down, like you said, to a break even to really get aggressive. Okay. Now, depending on how many sales are there. Now, the one thing that I didn't hear you mention, and this would have been helpful is how many sales are currently being generated by the top seller. All right. Now that is where I would then reverse back and say, okay, how many sales do I need to generate? Is it 10 a day? Is it 15 a day? Is it 20 a day? So that's where I would then start to think to myself, I need to be a little bit more aggressive. I need to maybe lower my price to a break-even point. So this way here, it's like a no-brainer. And then from there, I dial up the pay-per-click and get really aggressive with that. And then from there, that's going to drive sales. Now, if you are, um, are if you're using a outside list of your own or someone else's, uh, then I would say you could combo that. You can do both. You can run pay-per-click and you can do a special offer uh, with that product. What we've recently did is, uh, and this is on a few products, is we announced it to our list at a discounted price. We did it without even running it with a coupon. And this made it where it was easier for people to just go click and buy from our email list. They didn't have to enter a code. Now, the other thing that it did was people that were on Amazon that weren't on my list also seen this as a price reduction. So this way here, they might buy it. So I kind of got a little bit of a double advantage there because I'm pushing traffic through my list, telling them that uh, my price is 30% less. Now I would do the math, right? If it's selling for $20 and you're going to knock 30% off, figure out what that is. If it's $14 and 72 cents, then say that's what it is. It's 30% off and uh, you're going to be able to get that and it's going to be available for three days. And again, another big one here for anyone that's using uh, an outside list that they've built or that someone else is is uh, allowing them to use is definitely put deadlines in there and email those people at least two to three times. Okay. I would say three times once announcing the special, the second one is reminding them uh, of it again. And then the third one is reminding them that it is going to end. It's going to expire. All right. And then that usually pushes sales, but I would say, yes, you're going to want to lower your price a little bit, uh, or maybe to the break even point, depending on how aggressive you want to get. Um, and then if you have a, an email list, I would wait on the pay-per-click until you've ran that through your email list. And then I would turn on pay-per-click to keep that sales velocity going. 
And that's what I would do. All right. So uh, hopefully this helped you. Good luck. Sounds like you're in a great spot, though. 70, 70 reviews is all that you're going up against. Piece of cake. You should do really, really well. All right. Let's go ahead and listen to one more question before we wrap up for today. I'll give you my answer and uh, we'll let you guys get on with your week. What do you say? Hey, Scott. Uh, my name's Sam. I'm tuning in from PA right now, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. Awesome podcast, man. Uh, really hope this one gets aired. Uh, I just have a few questions for you regarding branding. Um, I'm looking at this product right now, which is doing really good numbers. Um, you talk a lot about brand, uh, Facebook live videos. Um, I was just one, my question for you would be, uh, if a brand's already doing some of these things, um, like Facebook live videos, um, or they're just selling a lot of product, like 20 units a, a day or something like that. Um, and they have a terribly like unoptimized listing, uh, would it be easy to enter in and possibly compete with those brands? If so, should I try to, you know, have a race to the bottom as far as profit margins? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was my question. Hey, Sam, thank you so much for the question from Pennsylvania. Um, I was actually in Pennsylvania a few times. My son was in little league. Uh, back in the day, he's 19 now, but he was in little league and we used to always go and watch the little league world series and uh, actually played a couple of exhibition games on the old little league field, the, the original. And, uh, it was funny, a guy that used to tour us through the clubhouse used to play. He was like 80 some years old and he gave us a tour inside the clubhouse and, and the old field. And, and it was just really, really a great experience. The railroad tracks run right in through the through the outfield or right at the edge of the outfield. Uh, great experience. Um, definitely memories that I'll have forever. And uh, yeah, you just actually reminded me of that time. So thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, let's let's go ahead and dive into this brand awareness, uh, the power of a brand, Facebook lives, uh, social presence, all of that stuff that a brand that is doing this stuff will have an advantage, period. Yes, they will, okay? So to answer your question, yes, they will have an, an advantage. Now, if they are using it is when they will have an advantage. And not all brands know really how to use their awareness or their, their brand power, as I like to call it, but some do. Yes, you can kind of gauge this by how many sales they are getting, and you can also then maybe just follow what they're doing. So I would actually pay very close attention to what they're doing. And it's going to tell you if they're promoting their products weekly or monthly or bi-weekly. And you can kind of see their strategy and you can see what they're doing. Now, I can tell you right now that, you know, in our new brand, that is 100% our strategy. Our strategy is to build our external email list and continue to build that which right now we're up over, I think, 12,000 emails on that list. And we haven't ran another contest because we ran out of inventory on a couple of products. We're waiting to get that inventory back in, which we should be back in in the next couple of days. And then we're going to start doing another giveaway, probably get another five to 7,000 emails and, uh, and keep building that, okay? That list has been very, very good to us. We've launched over six products with that list and it's worked really, really well. We've also done Facebook Lives on our Facebook page because now we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group, we have both, and uh, we have actually launched a product doing just Facebook Lives. Works really, really good. So if someone was following what we were doing, you would say, okay, they're definitely generating sales externally, 
So no matter, even if I rank on Amazon, it's not going to 100% matter because their sales are coming from outside channels, not just internally inside of Amazon. And that's what I've said before. That's the power of building an email list. If you build an email list or even just a Facebook fan page that you have as a list or a group or any other platform, YouTube, Instagram, whatever, or even if you go out there and you find someone that is the face of your brand and that's going to help you push That is a huge advantage, and that's a huge advantage moving into 2018 and beyond, right? It's it's definitely going to be something that will help you. Now, if they're already doing it, does that mean that you can't compete now? No, it means that you just need to get in the game, all right? You need to get in the game, and I would... I would say for anyone that is thinking about building a brand, brand awareness moving into the future is going to be very, very crucial. It's going to be very important and it's going to help you um, because a lot of people aren't going to do that step. You know, I have, you know, shared how in the past we've found a product with low competition. We launch it. We don't build an email list. We do all that stuff and it works. Okay. Is it getting harder? Yes. Okay, that's why I talk a lot about building an external email list and even, you know, a presence on social media. Uh, You guys have uh, probably seen or heard me talk about our workshop. It's a free workshop where I actually take you through myself and Chris Shaver and show you exactly how to do it for free. I show you this stuff because I want you guys to have this in your back pocket. I think it's that important. If you guys want to check that out, the link is theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. That's a definite one that you need to look at. You need to go through that um, and, and really execute on that. That's something that you need to take action on. And it's something you can build over time. It doesn't have to be like right out of the gate. You, ha- you don't have to go and say, oh, I've got to build an email list of 10,000 people. You don't. You need a list of 500 people uh, can, can help you. A thousand people. Like you can start there and build and then start growing that community and start growing that, that list. All right. And that will definitely help you. So if you are going into this thing, thinking to yourself, okay, there's a brand out there that's pushing sales. That's the one that I'm competing with. And I'm not going to do that. It's going to be hard for you. I'll, I'll be straight up with you. It's going to be hard for you. Okay. Does it mean you can't do it and you can't grab some of those sales? If you just rank on page one for that keyword, no, you'll probably get some sales. You can probably use pay-per-click and get sales that way too. But to really, really compete and to really dominate a market, you're going to need to build a list and you're going to need to nurture that list and not just sell to that list, but you have to build that list uh, of people that are interested in your products and services and then also support your brand. And if you have a mission behind your brand or if you have a personality behind the brand, again, that's next level stuff. Think about if you've ever watched the show, The Biggest Loser, and you see them talk about a container or you they talk about a water bottle or they talk about a fitness uh, you know product that they're they're using in one of their workouts and Jillian Michaels promotes it it's going to sell out it's going to sell very well okay that's why Beachbody okay Beachbody programs I'm a big fan of Beachbody um, I drink their shakes I do their workouts I, I'm a big fan of them have been for years. Okay, they do it right. They find a personality or they build a personality into a program and then that person now can take it to the next level and then people will buy through that person but they're ultimately buying a Beachbody product. So an example would be Insanity. Insanity is a high intense 
workout from Sean T. All right, Sean T, cool guy, awesome guy, great personality. They've basically made him the front of insanity, but it's a be- but it's a beach body product. Okay, um, uh, Shailene Johnson. Okay, she's got uh, a few programs. She's done programs for years. My wife used, uh, does one of hers right now. I forget the name of it, um, but you know she's the personality, right? She's the person that people are buying it for because they want her as the trainer. But Beachbody's the product. Okay, any of the supplements are Beachbody products. Okay, it's the same thing, but on a smaller scale when you do this in your own brand. So just think about that for a minute. Is it going to be worth you investing time or having someone else that is already doing this? There's people right now in certain markets that are doing this just for fun because they love it and they don't have any idea how to utilize the power of that platform. But you, because you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'll pat myself a little bit on the back on that one, because you're listening to this, right? And I've learned this stuff over, the, over time. So because you're listening to this, you know the power of it, all right? It works. It clearly does. All right, and I think you would agree. So uh, definitely, again, I don't want to go off on too much of a of a uh, side note here or a rant or uh, whatever you want to call it, but it's really, really important. And you brought up a great point. Is it worth it if these guys are already doing this? And the answer is yes, it is. But it's going to be really important that you pay close attention to what they're doing, and then uh, not just copy them because that's not what I'm saying. Do it better than them. Be a better personality. Be a better resource for them. Be the best resource in your market for your, your products and services and, and the market that, that you're serving, all right? And the other thing is here, isn't a little side tip. Don't always just pay attention to your market. Look at another market and what they're doing and, and how they're doing it and then adapt that to your market. That way there, you're not even modeling a market that's already doing it. You're modeling someone else that's outside your market, and now you're able to take that that same model and just adapt it to your market. That'll work like a charm. It'll work really, really well. So I've even said that about packaging. Like, Don't look at your market's packaging. Look at maybe someone else's packaging in another market and how they're doing it and how well they're doing it, and then just adapt that to your market. Okay? So, all right. So... Anyway, I went a little bit longer on that one, but I think it was, I think it was important. I think I needed to do that. Um, guys, I'll, rem- I'll remind you guys one more time too. The link to that is theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. There's going to be a lot more of that stuff coming too. Um, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about that in our private label classroom. Uh, we also talk about that in our TAS Breakthrough U community. It's something that I am a huge believer in because it's been working for me for years, not just in the Amazon space, but it's worked in my photography business. It worked in my digitals product business, in photography, um, all of that stuff. It's always come down to building an email list, building a relationship, becoming a personality, and then from there, you can, you can sell product, okay? But the product is going to serve the market, period, end of story, all right? Drop the mic, all right? So um, that's it, guys. I want to wrap up, though, uh, with this by reminding you guys the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 409. You probably want to grab those links, show notes, transcripts can all be found over there. And then also the Amazon keyword update. That was uh, the one that we did last episode. So definitely go check that one out as well. And I just want to remind you guys, it was that, that, that message of the week. I want to remind you guys of stop making excuses and follow the plan. It's all there. Stop looking for the silver bullet or the magic pill. Okay. It's not out there. What's out there 
is a plan to go out there and build a real business. And you guys have all the resources right here and uh, just go out and do it. Just got to get started. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.